We are going today to begin learning the steps of discipleship. Jesus chose 12 people, the Bible says, to be with him and to send them out to preach. Not only to send them to do what he had called them to do, but also to be with him so that he could prepare them to do what he'd called them to do. Today we begin putting the building blocks together. Imagine your life as a house of God. Who's going to build that house? God has left that up to you. And he, as a wise master builder, is willing to give you every piece of material, every block, every piece of lumber. He's willing to give you all that it takes to build the house of God in your life. It's simply called discipleship. And what we are going to do as we begin today is take 30 steps 30 days take 30 steps. And these 30 steps are going to take you from wherever you are. are. They are meant to be laid block upon block, line upon line, precept upon precept, step by step to take you from where you are to a place where you can be successful in what God has called you to do in life. 30 steps to success in life. The format that we're going to use each day is going to be generally the same format. We're going to have a confession in which toward the end of this time together, we are going to turn in our spirits, turn in our hearts, turn in our minds. And in fact, if you want to physically turn, if you know which, which direction something is that's standing against you, and we are going to make our confession of faith. We are going to declare to, to all the world, to our world and to our hearts, our minds, to our friends, to our enemies, and to the spirit realm, the things that we believe that God will do in our lives. What I have done in this particular discipleship program is I have taken the life of one Bible character, the life of Joseph particularly, and have broken it down. My staff has, has, has helped to add things to this, this 30 steps. The life of Joseph is so important because what we see in his life step by step is a discipleship process, a process from, from a person being, being called by God and being given a destiny by God and that person fulfilling their destiny. In fact, later on in Joseph's life, he said, you know, it was God that picked me up from where I was. It, it, it wasn't anything else but the destiny of God that step by step, day by day, the things I encountered challenge by challenge, God taught me how to handle those challenges and it brought me to a place where I fulfill the will of God for my life. Now today, I am hoping that I can burst on the scene of your life and just, just absolutely incite you to some passion about discipleship because this next 30 days will be a great opportunity for you to change. It will change not only how you think, but also how you act and react to life. And ultimately, how you react and act to things is how they are going to act and react back to you. The Word of God tells us that we sow seeds, we expect to harvest. We know also the joy and the passion of our life can be like a seed that we're sowing into the world and the world will respond back to us according to that passion and desire and heart of our life. And so today, as we take this first step together, I want you to realize, please realize this is one step, the first step. Imagine you're building a house that has many blocks in it. Today, this is one brick, the first brick. We're going to lay this first brick. And, and, and I have ordered them in such a way, according to the life of Joseph, I've taken his life and divided it into 30 different steps. And I've ordered it in such a way that I can expect for all of us who take these steps to come out just like Joseph did. Do you know at the end of Joseph's life, you know what made him different? When his brothers came to visit Egypt, and they came before Joseph. 
And he was the ruler, second in command, of all of the known world and of all of the goods and the assets, all of the food in the world and, and that, that was available in that world at that time. What, what happened was Joseph recognized his brothers, but his brothers did not recognize him. Joseph had changed. Joseph, something happened. Life afforded Joseph opportunities just like life had afforded his brothers opportunities. But in all the years that his brothers had encountered opportunities, not one of them apparently had done anything with those marvelous opportunities to bring them to the place that Joseph had been brought to. Why? Because it was God that was dealing with Joseph opportunity by opportunity, challenge by challenge. God was giving Joseph another step to take so that when Joseph arrived at his destiny, he was, he, he was fully prepared. He had the capacity to handle destiny. He had the grace of God, the favor of God, the wisdom of God, and Joseph became a ruler. That's why Joseph was ruling. He became a ruler through the process of change. Now today, this one block is just one block. Unfortunately, we don't have an opportunity for all of you that are here and for all of those that are viewing by the internet. We don't have an opportunity for us to get together with Jesus and walk around for three and a half years. But we do have an opportunity to have the Spirit of God give us a block that we can lay. Give us a brick today of our house that we can lay on the foundation of what we have already offered to God. The foundation of a Christian life. The foundation of a sincere application to God that Lord here we are. Speak to us change us, Lord. Show us the dynamics of someone who's going to be an overcomer, a world changer, somebody that can take your word and, and make things happen. And today that one block, that one brick, that one foundation stone that we lay today will have to be watched over today. It's designed for you to inspect it during your day, to take care of it, and to come again tomorrow to get another block and stick it on there. 30 days, 30 days will change your life forever. Truths that transcend time. I'm expecting this to be the most dynamic 20 minutes of your day. I want to pump you up. I want you to get excited. I want you to come pr uh, prayed up and prepared and ready to go out of here with a little higher step and a greater expectation. If I could do anything today, I would raise the bar of your expectation. I would want you to begin to, to really believe that God is going to do something magnificent in your life. You're going to give him 30 opportunities to lay blocks and when you get finished that those won't be the only blocks laid in your life but you will know how to lay blocks. You will know how to encounter uh, uh, the obstacles of life. You will know how to handle the challenges that come your way. What to do with them like Joseph understood what to do when he was put into the pit. What do I do when I'm falsely accused? What do I do whenever things come to me unfair? What do I do when I'm exalted? What do I do? How do I how do I uh, interact with this world around me and the elements that are pressing in upon me? How can I take lemons and make lemonade? And here he becomes a ruler simply because he changed. He changed. Joseph learned these 30 steps. He applied these 30 steps that we're going to be looking at as well. And Joseph became successful. Today, our word for today is the word dream. Everybody say dream. Dream. 
The Bible says that, that when the children of Israel had been taken captive and removed out of the land, that they hung their harps upon a willow tree and they sang the songs of Zion no more. You know what was robbed from them? You know what Satan wants to rob from you? Do you know what this world wants to take out of your life? The ability to forecast and to imagine a greater future. You see, the children of Israel hung their harps upon the willow trees and, and they didn't sing the songs of Zion anymore because they could not imagine. They just could not imagine that there would be a better day. They, they, they had no power of imagination. They had no dream for their future. All they looked forward to, things were bad and they felt like they might be bad the rest of their life. They might, they might get worse. They were going into captivity. They were having a difficult day. They were having a difficult year. They were having a difficult time and they felt like things weren't going to go well for them. But the Bible also says in Psalms that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, when God came and began to bring deliverance to them, the Bible says that we were like men who dreamed. We were like men who all of a sudden the cap was taken off of our bottle and we began to imagine a, a, a greater day, a, a new Jerusalem, a new temple. We began to dream about all the possibilities that were already written in God's Word, already, already prophesied were going to happen anyway. They could have taken this Word. They had knowledge of what God had prophesied. They could have taken it and dreamed at any day. They could have brought themselves out of captivity while they were in the pit, while they were in the prison. They could have blossomed right where they were, just like Joseph did. But they refused to dream in a difficult day. Dream. Today, I want to lay this block in your life. It's a block of dreaming. You see, some men, as it has been said, they look at where they are. Some people look where they are and they say, why in the world am I here? While other people People will see where they are and say, why in the world can't I do something greater than where I am? Why can't I do the things that others are doing? Why not? It's what we should say. Dream. Dream. Everybody say dream again. The focus scripture is found in Genesis 37. It's a portion of verse 2 and as well, if you have a pen there, you may want to also add verse 5. A portion of verse 7 and verse 5. Portions of those two scriptures. The Bible said Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And Joseph dreamed a dream, verse 5 says, and he told his brethren. Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brethren. Joseph dreamed. Here Joseph was... was, was Last in line at that time of brothers, he was, he was, he was uh, the youngest one that was able to go out and check on, 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 on the brothers and on daddy's stuff. He was nothing. He wasn't first in line. He was last in line. But yet, somehow God touched him. No doubt God also touched others. But Joseph recognized that in his nighttime he had dreamed a dream. Joseph realized that God was giving him an opportunity to break out of the crowd. That God was depositing in his life something special. Something, something spiritual. Something that perhaps another thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people in his crowd also had happened to them. But they did not take it and 
capitalize on it. They did not seize that inspiration of God. You see, I believe that God is dropping dreams on people, dropping inspiration, visions. God is calling people. He's dropping seeds of possibilities, seeds of potential, seeds of opportunities in our lives continually. In fact, the Bible says God speaks once, yea, even twice, Job says in, in chapter 33. Yet man does not perceive it. God is speaking, and we must be people who learn the language of God, and the language of God is dreams and visions. The language of God is spiritual interaction with our spirit so that we all of a sudden wake up, whether we already have our eyes open or not, or whether we've been sleeping. We all of a sudden wake up to the reality that God has just spoken to us, that God has dropped something in, a little inspiration. You see, a dream is nothing more than just a little seed. It's nothing more than just a little potential. It's nothing more than just a little possibility. And God drops that possibility in your life. And you wake up and you may just absolutely walk away from there and never be conscious, never contact the reality that God has just offered you an opportunity to step up a little higher. In fact, what he did with this dream, he offered Joseph the dream of a lifetime. He offered Joseph the dream to become ruler of the whole known world. He dropped that possibility. He dropped that potential. But just like Esther, Joseph didn't have to do it. Joseph could have walked on and, 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 and we, we would be reading about somebody else that, that did what Joseph did. Esther didn't have to. Mordecai said to Esther, you can read the book, he said simply this, that if you don't do what God has called you to do, you have a chance, you have an opportunity, you have potential, God will help you do it. But if you don't do it, somebody else will. But you're going to miss all that God had for you. Now that's where Joseph is in his dream. That's where you're going to be in your dream. Dream. I am going to do my best to inspire you to lay a block on the foundation of your Christianity, a cornerstone of the building of your spiritual house, and that cornerstone is to release your imagination, is to release your God, to, to, to speak potential into your life to speak to you in the language of dreams, in the language of, of, of visions, in the language of imagination. I want you to begin to realize that God speaks in this spiritual language. And when he speaks in this spiritual language, if you can, can catch a hold of it, if you can begin to think in dream terms, you see, when you lose your ability to dream of a better way, you have been to your greatest day. God calls greatness out of obscurity. Right where you are today, in the obscurity of your life, God is calling greatness. Right in Joseph's day, God was calling greatness out of obscurity. He always does. And the greatest way that we lead is that we lead with a vision. What happens if you have no vision? Then you perish. You can't lead. You came from somewhere. You are somewhere. You're going somewhere. And you're either coming from your greatest day you're at your greatest day or you're headed to your greatest day. And it's your choice. And if you go and fulfill, go to your greatest day and fulfill your greatest potential, your highest calling, it's going to be because 
somewhere along the line, you embraced the dream of God for your life. You embraced a greater day mentality. Each one of you have enemies in your life. And one of the greatest ways to deal with an enemy, especially intensely deal with an enemy, is by confession. Holding fast to a profession of faith to make a declaration. The Bible tells us that we need to decree a thing and it shall be established. Declare the decree. So I have put together an overcomer's confession which covers some bases. You may need to add to this along the way, but we're going to confess this together. If you have your sheet right in front of you or those that are, that are, that are watching my internet, you can download these notes and you can also participate with this confession. I want you all to begin, if you would, read it through with me right now with your heart. And today, several times, uh, in, in fact, I've given you little cards. You can place them, you know, on your refrigerator, on your, on your mirror. You can place them uh, on the sun visor of your car or on your desk today. I want you to rehearse this over and over. And I want it to become such nature that with positive passion, you approach this confession as though all of the spirit world was listening. And anything that would come to you that says, no, you can't dream that big. No, you can't believe that. No, that's not going to happen. You know, it's not just dependent on your faith. It's also connected to the faithfulness of God, as we heard recently. And I want you to connect your dreams to God, not to your own limitations, but to God. Joseph could not have become ruler of the world. God made him ruler of the world. But Joseph dreamed that it would happen. And indeed it did. Let's read this confession together. Overcomer's confession. Are you ready? Say this out loud. Say it with as much boldness as possible. Ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Harness your soul. Harness and captivate your mind and your thoughts to believe the Word of God even as contained in this confession. And today, today, I challenge you to think in dream terms today. Stir up that dreamer on the inside of you. Stir up the Heavenly Father on the inside of you who imagined before the foundation of the world that you would be here today. He imagined it. He dreamed it. And he's worked to bring it to pass. God did that. Think in dream terms today. Think in dream terms. Let me ask you a question. Under what can I do about my day? Well, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Begin to dream about what you would do if you weren't afraid. 
I pray in Jesus' name that you begin to dream today. Because without a dream, without a vision, without a destination, you will have no direction. I'll not be able to move you forward from where you are to where God wants you if I cannot begin to get you thinking like God. God thinks in the realm of what others see as impossibilities. But all things are possible with God. God bless you.